Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Again, again, again. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. I am joined here, as always, with Joseph Cutsy Damar. How are we doing, buddy? Good. Another episode, another hotel room, Tick. <laughs> <laughs> but I am here. I am uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to rile up, you know, just rifle this off. And and right out of the gates, before we even say anything, we have got to talk Celtics, Warriors. I want to know, Tick, where you're at and what your thoughts are because I I took the Celtics last game. They won in convincing fashion by 16 points. Yeah, um, they did. They outcoached the Warriors. They outplayed yeah. the Warriors. And they, to me, just look – and it's not about it. I'm right, you're wrong. I, I could be wrong. I, def, I just – to me, it just – I look – I do the naked eye test, the, the eyeball test. Uh-huh. To me – the Celtics just look like the better team. They play better defense. They're more well-rounded. They, yeah. they. I, I, I thoughts. Do you are you still sticking with the Warriors? Well, I tell you what. It certainly felt like someone being right and someone being wrong last night in the group chat. You were trying to egg me on, and I took the high road. I stopped answering. You were, you were nagging I was at an egg. me, and you were you picking on? at no. me. Oh, no, 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 I was, I'm just for. genuinely. I'm, I'm, ge- I'm not trying to egg you on. In, in all honesty, I'm just genuinely intrigued, and I want well, to know where you stand, like what you, how you see this. Yeah, thing. no, I will say this does not look good. But what I will say is. I said it last night to you, and um, Steve Kerr completely went away. I don't know what he's thinking as far as his adjustments go. Everything that worked in game two, he he ran right away from. He made a beeline away from in game three. And he, he exhausted the starters. I mean, Andrew Wiggins was out there for 40 minutes. And Draymond Green would have been out there for 40 minutes if he didn't get kicked out of the game. Yeah. And Steph was exhausted. And it was like, put guys like Peyton in. Put guys like Peyton's an energy guy. Kaminga in. Even those Otto Porter had, has played well when they put him in. And Otto Porter, those three guys I just mentioned, well, not Kaminga, but Peyton and Otto Porter in game two, the game they won, had the highest plus minus of anyone on the team. And yeah. then you then you give Gary Payton 10 minutes in game three. What do you, how, how, I much, how much time I did Kawan Looney play? Because I feel like he's a big X factor. He played too. almost nothing either. And I that's didn't see him out there getting, hardly at all. And he, when he's out there, he's getting rebounds. He's scoring well, buckets. Like he's pretty exactly. Solid. So that's the other side of this coin is that they got absolutely embarrassed on on the offensive re, uh, buckets or offensive rebounds and, and rebounds in general, man. And. Looney hardly played. That's their only way to get rebounds, and he wasn't even out there that much. I mean, well, this Williams, is the reason why I told you, in my opinion, is the Celtics are a much bigger team. They're they're yeah. a much bigger team. Um, I but mean, on top of that, Horford, Steve Kerr shot himself in the foot. Like even on top of that, and yeah. what Curry heated up as the game went on. There's no doubt about it. But he definitely had a slower start than the other than the previous couple games. Um, 
Uh, Clay Thompson looked amazing. Clay Thompson looked unbelievable. Looked he looked good. like he looked okay. He looked better. I mean, I thought he was he he looked really good. I I, I don't think you like he got twenty five points. I don't think you're asking too much more out of Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole continues to be a disappearing act. I'm going to call him Houdini Poole moving forward because he either looks <laughs> unbelievable and he's draining half court shots, or he's just completely useless. Yeah. And nowhere to be seen. Wiggins, I think, actually, I know I shit on him a lot. He played a pretty solid game this last game. But, I again, I I, I just don't – I don't the, – the thing with me is I don't know where the scoring is coming from. Because if you show me the Celtics, I'll tell you, Marcus Smart last night had, what, 17 points? Something like that. He had, like, like 25. 25 he ended up having 20. I yeah. took the over at 13 and a half points. I thought this is for sure yeah. – Jalen Brown had 17 points in the first quarter. Yeah, he so was feeling it. Tatum, who is their best player, and I, this is what I said in the first game, Tatum doesn't even need to necessarily play lights out, and this team <clears> can still get scoring. I'm yeah. not a pro Celtics guy. I'm not a Celtics guy. I'm not a Boston guy by any means. Lord knows you know that. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is if I just look at the two teams, I just see – again, the Warriors could win the series very easily. It's two to one. It's not three to one, but here's the problem. I do not think the Warriors are winning the next game. I don't think they're winning the game game four in Boston, which means if they lose that game, they're going home down three to one, Mm -hmm. which means they have to win three straight against this team. I just don't, it's either going to be the, this it's going to either be the Celtics in six or it'll be the Warriors in seven. Because I don't think they're winning the next game. I really don't. Yeah. I, I, have you checked the line? What is the line at for the next game? <laughs> I'm not sure what the line is. You check it out. But I, I'm just so shocked that see you, Clay got minus 25. Four Boston. Minus Clay four got Boston. minus four. Um, that makes sense, especially with Curry. You know, they don't. It sounds like he's going to play, but he definitely won't be 100. percent But sure. what I don't understand is even though Clay played a lot better, he's still not the old Clay. That he's still missing a fair amount of threes that he would normally hit in clutch time moments. Curry, as good as he's been, still shrinks in the fourth quarter. I don't I, know I what happens with to him in the fourth shot, quarter. Clay shot five three. He made five three pointers. Yeah, but yesterday. there were still like daggers that he could have hit to bring them back you in the game that the old Clay would have. So I'm not. Am I saying he's not a good player? No, I'm I just think he's it's hard to make that argument. He used to be that. They I think need. it's hard to make that argument take when he just had his no. best game of the series. If you told me that game one or that game two, I would not agree. a hard line to cross. He shot his, twenty. He made twenty five points last night. Yeah, that's not the Clay that we used to know. We need the clay that we used to know. Well, look, that's all need, I'm saying. 25 need, is great. If you need clay draining more than five threes, that's a lot. That's, five I guarantee you, in all the previous series, back when they won championships, he was making more than five. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. But anyway. Five a I, game? Yeah, of course. No way. These the line, They called them the Splash Brothers, yeah, bro. You're making that's three, what four, they did. Curry, Curry, even when he gets hot, he'll make like seven threes. That's a ton. Five so, threes is a lot. Anyway, the a big part of the reason, and like you said, that you're not a Celtics guy. I'm not a huge Golden State Warriors guy. They made me a lot of money earlier in the season, and I like <laughs> them for that, but I, I could give a fuck about them otherwise. Yeah. But they did have this Tom Brady effect to them that I definitely got swooped up in as far as it feels like 
you want to bet against them. They can't, surely they can't do it again. And they, they fucked me over a bunch of many times. And now it looks like, well, we'll see, but it it certainly does not look like this series is heading in the right direction from them on a defensive standpoint, on an offensive standpoint and on a coaching standpoint, they look, they look beaten down. So that's what I wanted to hear from you. And I, and, and, and it sounds like you're, you're saying exactly what I think. And again, this is not to say that the Celtics have won the series by any means, because the, the Warriors are an experienced team. They have veterans who've been there, who've won multiple championships, who know what it takes to win. And Steve Kerr, I do think, you know, regardless of whether or not he got out coached last game, he's a good coach. I feel like he, he knows, like he has control of this team. And like, I, I think, but if what I'm looking at is, is the fact of the matter is that I just, I look at the two teams and I just, it looks to me like the Celtics are the better team right now. It looks yeah. like it'll be harder for the Warriors to win than it would be for the Celtics to win. Yeah, I agree. I just the only thing with Steve Kerr is, I, yeah, I agree. He's a great coach, but right now he doesn't seem to be acting like it because he really exhausted the starters. I don't know why those guys who had the biggest plus minuses in the game they won rode pine most of this game three. It well, was- let's take a look. Let's take a look at how how many minutes how many minutes did they play? Okay, Gary Payton had like eleven minutes. Otto Porter had- Looney. Kawan Looney only played 16 minutes. Yeah. minutes. He had six points, seven yeah. rebounds, and three assists. He was definitely a force. Uh, Draymond Green played 34 freaking minutes. Yeah. Wiggins played 40 minutes. Yep. Steph Curry played 37, 37 minutes. And yep. Clay Thompson played 39 minutes. Yep. Jordan Exhausting played- the starters. Yeah. Payton played 11 that uh, Bielecia, he played three minutes. I mean, I, he's not really like a guy that they're going to. Why do they not play Kaminga? I know. He played. And honestly, why don't they play Iguodala? I know. At least, put him least in. for a, a defensive standpoint. Yeah, They put I know. him in once Draymond got, got hurt. The guy's not exactly like rubber. He, I mean, the guys at least put him in from a defensive standpoint like he could, he, could, he could make some plays. But even going back to Looney, like 16 minutes, what he did in 16 minutes, he got seven rebounds when he Six wasn't points, in. points, seven rebounds, and three They were assists. getting annihilated on the boards. They needed his presence out there for that. So that's what I'm he's talking a big about body, Steve yeah. Kerr. What the fuck was he even thinking? <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a bad coach because he's not, but he's, he's not acting like a good one right now. He doesn't have the tickets, good graces, that's for sure. No, he doesn't. He's making me look like a fucking idiot. So what is your what is your take moving forward the next next game? Do you think who who are you taking? Because we're 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 filming this on a Thursday. Yeah. So tomorrow the podcast will go out and the game is tomorrow. So who do you like to win game four? Tell me your reasons and what you're thinking. If we're gonna get more of the same from Jordan Poole, who who is a big reason of why they're there, if we're gonna get more of the same from him from this series. And we're still not going to see much Gary Payton. And we're going to get more game three. I, I don't see a way that the Warriors can even win this game or even lose by less than 10, quite frankly. Wow. So, uh, but so if you're you know, betting man, you're putting money on the Celtics. Next I, game. I'm putting maybe not the minus four, but the money line. Sure, certainly. I probably won't bet it, but my God, if we get more of this crap basketball and and him exhausting the starters again, and then if Steph, if his ankle isn't 100%, certainly. So Steph's I'm leaning gonna be fine. I'm not Celtics worried about right Steph. Now. Heavy. I'm, a, I'm leaning heavy with the Celtics right now. Nothing about game three made me okay, feel good so, about anything. 
So prediction about the, you know, so if they go down 3-1, do you think the Warriors have what it takes to win three straight to win the series? I do. You do? I do. I think if they can play a... I mean, ticket in one breath, you're telling me you have no no, no thought or You asked me about one game. Now you're asking me about the series. Okay, but so you think if, like, the next game they're not going to win, but you think they can win three in a row after that? Can they? Yeah, I really, I think they can. I think that if they can play a really good game and maybe win, but even if they still lose, that can get some momentum going for them, get their heads straight and get back to Golden State, win a game, take it to 3-2. They have a lot more playoff experience than these Celtics. Steve Kerr is a good coach, like you said. Get a little bit healthier. Get Steph feeling better each day. Clay's already progressively playing better. Can they win three straight? Of course they can. And I would, if there's one team I wouldn't bet against doing that, it would be Golden State. Do I think it's likely? I don't think it's super likely. But let's see. I, I would put my money on the Celtics next game, and I wouldn't count the Warriors out for the series. You, what are your thoughts? I think um, I think the Celtics are going to win next game, yeah. but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to go down to the wire. I think it's going to be probably one of those games where it goes down to like one of the last possessions. And then I, th- I, I just think the Celtics are going to win. But that being said is I do agree with you in the sense that there was a moment in yesterday's game where the Celtics were up like 15 points or something like that. And in one possession, Golden State, uh, Golden State scored like seven points because Curry made the three. Mm-hmm. He had the 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 extra point, the technical. So they got five. Yeah, and then they got the ball back because it was mm-hmm. a sorry, it was a flagrant. So they got the ball back, and then they made another bucket. So they scored seven points in one possession. And Celtics for about three to four minutes after that possession looked physically deterred, like they looked like they were shaken, like they were a little bit like on edge and i think to your point what you mentioned and i don't know if you were aware when you mentioned it the the veteran savviness that the warriors possess is completely different than the celtics team because this is the first time that they've been in the, in the finals yeah. so i do think from a mental standpoint if the warriors can come out and really dominate early on they have to start with the lead they cannot be playing from behind on the road being down 10 plus points it's just simply going to be too tough to overcome if the, if the Warriors come out and just have a big first quarter, I could see them winning this game. Mm-hmm. I could. I don't think they will. And and the thing is that's shocking to me is they continue to dominate the third quarter. I yep. think if you're a betting man at this point, you just bet Warriors third quarter every single game because they come out like guns blazing. But it's like, why can't they do that at the beginning of the game because yeah. they went down at halftime down 12 and they went on a fucking tear in the third quarter and they were winning. So imagine if they were not down 12, they could have been up eight to 10 points. And then it's a totally different game. You're playing on the road. You're, you're, you're not trying to force buckets. The problem with them is when they get down, they try to force threes. They try to jack threes. And yeah. if the three balls not going, it just can become a bit sketchy. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to watching. I watched it at the Circa Cabana ticket. You saw, you should have seen the screen we had going on there. Yeah. Cutsy's in Vegas right now. And he had himself quite, quite a setup. Did you see that? What an outrageous setup with the screen every day. It was unbelievable. How tall would you say that screen was? Is that like a 30 foot screen? 30 foot. It's like probably 80 feet tall. I'm just tall. 
tall. Oh my god! It's, it's, I, I will. Uh, well, let's let's do a little research right now. Let's see. If it's eighty feet tall, it's it's a hundred. It's hundred and eighty feet wide. Okay, here it is. It is forty feet tall and stretches a hundred and forty three feet diagonally, and bo- it boasts fourteen million megapixels. The ultimate game day experience. Game day pool parties will never be the same once you watch one at the stadium swim. It's an LED screen, 40 feet tall, that stretches 143 feet diagonally. Bro, they had every baseball game, every live bet, every odd, everything for the series. I mean, and when they had a DJ playing, and then as soon as the game came on, the music stopped, and it was just the audio from the game. They say when you turn that TV on, all the casinos in Vegas lights flicker just for a minute. (laughs) Just for a minute. That's how much power it takes. Dude, it was unbelievable. Unlike anything I've ever seen, to be quite. I can't imagine. They were telling me during football season, it is the greatest thing ever because you literally have, it's like, it's better than Red Zone. You have every Mm -hmm. single game on it and it's so big and you're in an AC cabana blowing AC with the most beautiful servers that you have ever seen in your life serving you beverages and by the way we had like a 150 dollar chicken chicken finger platter it was just exceptional they make such a platter yeah i was like maybe not 100 it was like 125 dollars. it was just <laughs> truffle fries and chicken fingers and ranch barbecue sauce and ketchup i was like holy fuck there's probably ketchup. like 30 chicken fingers <laughs> It was it was pretty exceptional. Now, do you think those cabanas are like ten times the price for football for football uh, Sundays? I don't know. Now, this game was on a. I didn't pay. I just want to let that be known. Um, so I have no idea what was. We have. There's the guy who follows us. He's his friend. He's got a hookup. Um, I guess he knows a manager there. So they comped two bottles for us, and we were just living it up. It was pretty awesome. But I can't imagine. I imagine it's probably very expensive. Um, they said they watched the playoff Raider Cincinnati Bengals game there, and it was oh. to the point where like you there was like no space. Every every chair, everything, the pool was full. Like everybody was watching the Raiders game, obviously because the Raiders are in Vegas now, so everybody's watching the game. But they said it was single handedly one of the best viewing experiences they've ever had, and I I wouldn't doubt it. It looked, I mean, it's just it's pretty exciting. It can't be cheap. It's got before be. I die, I will have to make my way to this we can go we can go i I have to get there the videos you were sending me yesterday were or out of control and not to mention get the sunset coming down you're outside oh yeah and there's beautiful women walking around in bikinis i mean like i mean visually it's all there visually you are stimulated (laughs) from every way you could be and they even have you know what they even have they have in the corner they'd have it open because it's only open on the weekends like friday through sunday yeah they have a casino with blackjack tables outdoors that you can go and play you they didn't have it open but you can go play cards while watching the game it's just a money pit that that's the the chicken wings the blackjack the betting (laughs) 125 dollars for chicken fingers they just bent our group around and didn't apply any but cutsy did not pay no he did not pay i had plenty of ky for the rest of us <laughs> i was totally fine <laughs> spared in every regard all right moving on here something I, i've been excited to get your take on because i haven't talked to you about this too much yet yeah 
We've got a lot of people heading to the LIV Golf League here. We got Dustin Johnson, obviously uh, Phil Mickelson. Everyone knew that. Bryson DeChambeau just cut ties with Rocket Mortgage as his sponsor because they don't want to have anything to do with him now that he's playing in the Saudi League. We're going to be nice to Bryson Bryson because he just reached out to Bob. That's right. No, I'm just stating the facts. He he did it. He lost his Rocket Mortgage. That's I I love Bryson. I have no issues with it. We might be and doing a Bob to sports with Bryson. That's right. That's right. Uh, hope that comes through. And then the PGA suspended all players from playing at any of their events. I think it's all the right thing to do. You, you think, think it's, it's the right thing to do? I mean, yes. I don't think you can cherry pick. Like, these players are going and getting paid. Now, they're getting paid a king's ransom. Like, a guy like Dustin Johnson making, what, 200? Was it 100 and? 200 million, 100 million dollars. I think they're paying them. Am I wrong? A hundred million. I think it's a hundred million dollars. Tiger Woods in his entire playing career made 125 million from his winnings, from his winnings, from sponsors. It's fucking way over. Yeah, it's over. From his winnings, 125 million. Dustin Johnson making a hundred million to go play with the live fucking Mm -hmm. thing. So the money is there. There's no one saying that they, that they are wrong and going over and playing with this new league. But they wanted to go play in the league and then still be eligible to go play the major tournaments with the PGA. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. If you're committing to going over there, you should be over there full time. Like, you know, the PGA, I think. Now, here's the problem that I have is because I think the PGA is also in the wrong in many, many regards that they just have like this old school mentality of like these old generation fucks who sit on a panel and just basically it's like a boys club. They just do whatever they want and they say whatever they want and no one challenges them because they're the PGA tour and they do whatever they want. So in that regard, it's kind of nice to see these guys getting fucking put under the, under, you know, under the burner a little bit. And now for the first time, probably ever they're having to, 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 to deal with the, you know, with, with the, with the situation where they're losing a ton of players. And it, it's going to definitely impact the tour. I'm sorry. Like a oh, lot of these 100%. guys are big name guys. Like whether you like Patrick Reed, he's a big name guy. Dustin Johnson. Um, I mean, Bryson. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have Phil Mickelson, who is a legend. And I know he's not in good graces right now with the PGA tour, but he's still going to generate a ton of fucking, you know, a, a ton of interest for yeah. that league. Um, it's uh, Ricky Fowler is another one. Ricky Fowler. That's right. I know he's Ricky not a Fowler's good. Gone. I know he's not a great golfer. Like he hasn't been. You know, he hasn't been super competitive. But like the guy, he fills up seats, man. It's people love him, yeah. and people love watching him play. So like, it's definitely going to have an impact on. I mean, it's going to have an impact on the tour, and I don't know where it goes from <clears> here. But it's kind of crazy what's going well, on. Well, answer right me here. this: the the only major of the four that is a is a pga event is the pga championship right it, the masters is not through pga masters is so so the pga tour the masters the u.s open and the british open are the four majors for yeah but they're not pga events yes they are they're majors I don't, I don't think those they are, are all those are all majors yeah they're majors but they're not pga uh they're they're run through the pga tour Am I, am I completely missing something? I, I just, Yeah, Augusta National is not controlled or affiliated with any tour. It's and not, the British, when you say British, I mean, it's, the British Open is not is not a PGA event either. 
I think the PGA Championship is the only one that is part of the PGA Tour. I know, but what I'm saying is the PGA so they Tour plays play. those tournaments, though. Yeah, like Phil is playing in the U.S. Open next week because it's not a PGA event. Well, so they, they just can play suspended three. it. They just suspended him. The PGA Tour did, but it is not a PGA event. It's just a. It's just an event. It's just some of these championships are run outside of the PGA. So, How did I not know this? Yeah, I know. So, I thought it was anyway, all regulated by the tour. No, not the master. The masters in the U.S. Well, Open I knew the masters. I knew the masters. I knew the masters was was separate. But yeah. But anyway, my other point though too is I don't understand in any other sport if a guy wants to go play basketball in Europe, he can come back and play in the NBA if he wants. If a hockey player wants to go play in the Czech Republic and then come back and play hockey in the NHL, as long as he gets a contract. He's allowed to do that. Why is golf now, even with the European tour, guys can go play in the European tour, and if they qualify, they can come over and play in the PGA. Why just for the Saudi Arabian thing are they being so petty? And to to take this moral high ground that they don't like where their money comes from, like you mentioned already, these guys have been snide fucks from the beginning, and yeah. let's, we could probably They're find a lot wrong. of their money in oil somewhere, too, oh, and, and in yeah. bad places. So to take the moral high ground is, is totally ridiculous. Why are they being so petty about it? it? It just makes no sense to me. I think they have no leg to stand on, quite <laughs> It's frankly. for the exact reasons I stated at the beginning of the, of the beginning of this topic, is that, you know, these guys, they are control freaks. It's the same reason why, like, Someone like, obviously, I'm not comparing Bob and I and what we do with the tour to this, but like why they are not more approachable to people trying to enter into that realm and yeah. and working with them and, and, and working alongside them to help grow so the game. so precious. They don't care. They're just yeah. in their own mindset. I just, I imagine these as like these hardcore, like old school Republican white guys who just sit on their, on you know, in a chamber somewhere and just fucking laugh at everybody else and just do whatever the hell they want. I mean, <laughs> that's how I think about them too. Quite honestly, I, yeah, I, the- I would be hard pressed to imagine them any differently. Like just these snide fucks, like you mentioned somewhere in Southern, you know, in the South of the United States, just in a, in a, in a room, just a butler service and just laughing at everybody else while they just, yeah. a lot of these guys come from or originated from the Georgia, South Carolina, Florida area. A lot of them are these, it's more, it's a lifestyle that's turned into a brand and they don't want to see their brand be taken in any other direction than the way they want it. They want want solid collars. They don't want fancy shirts, no shorts. You wear pants. They want this fancy shit. And it's like, that's not the way it's going anymore. My friend, I'm sorry. That's why I love the waste management is so good for golf because so good. It's, it's helped break the barrier a little bit and, you know, and, and people love it. People and love the Ryder Cup too. I mean, it's not as crazy, but well, maybe the Ryder Cup the last couple of years, we had Jordan Thomas flipping the bird, going nuts and, Getting, you know, him and Bryson were getting the crowd going beforehand. I really enjoyed watching, you know, the, the Ryder Cup last year. I thought it was awesome to watch. Yeah, me and, too. And it's good for golf. It's good for golf. These guys are regular people. They're not robots. And when right. you watch them on tour, there's this persona that they are are expected to to uh, adhere to, I guess you would say that is just very, it just kind of dehumanizes them. Yeah. You know, when we played with Bo Hostler, who's a friend of the pod, great guy. Um, I was amazed how funny, how quick witted, how just, just, just a, one of the guys he was. Cause you know, I've, I've watched him multiple times on tour 
and he doesn't show anything. And it's because it's just kind of like this mentality. It's just, it's, I don't know, you know, you don't have that in any other league. Like even in the end, in the NBA, you'll have the guys joking around, laughing, doing, doing trick shots before the game starts yeah. in the NHL. They're flipping pucks into the, into their, uh, into the stands and giving their sticks to the kids and making jokes and doing funny shit. Like, I don't understand why golf needs to be, like you said, different than everybody else. It just doesn't make sense to me. And it's probably something that needs to be looked at, you know, moving forward, because I think you touched on it. The bottom line is that these guys are threatened by this new league. And now it's like the control that they've had for as long as time can be told is now somewhat compromised. And now they're, they're trying to jump the gun a little bit. Yeah, robotic is the best way to put it when you talk about the players, and it it, it is um, it's strange. And you don't you didn't even I personally did not even notice it until YouTube golf was around. Other golf leagues started coming up. The Ryder Cup, waste management, like oh these, these guys have personalities, and it's good to see, and it's good for the sport. It but is. the PGA, I, I will finish by saying uh, at the beginning of the topic, you asked me, and I said I kind of agree with it. I agree in the sense that I think like these players who have made a living on the tour right and this has been their bread and butter are now jumping ship to make more money i just think that in that sense it's like that there should be some kind of allegiance or some kind of loyalty in that sense if you're and again if you're gonna leave that's fine that's understandable but like i don't i don't think that if you're leaving the tour whereas another guy like rory mcelroy decides to stay and turns down all that money why now would you be able to come back and play in a tournament that he's playing in, which I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. I understand that argument. I, I, I hear I hear that point. Yeah. I um, think there's a lot of factors to it. It's, it's a are. good topic. It's a complicated but issue. For sure. Uh, moving on here. LeBron James, oh, newly no. billionaire, brand new billionaire. Is he really? Um, I thought he would have been a billionaire a while ago. I thought so too, but I just read an article. They just reevaluated his wealth and he's a, he's a brand spanking new baby boy billionaire. And he wants, he was saying on his show, the shop, he wants to start and own his own basketball team in Vegas. What do you think? I think it'll happen. <laughs> in my mind, it takes a lot more than a billion dollars to start a team. No, um, no, because I think he has the resources and the connections that he would get it. Like, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't go, I don't think he'll do it a hundred percent on his own. He'll get a help backed by somebody for sure. True. The guy knows everybody and their mother and has all the connections in the world and all the resources in the world that I don't think it'll be hard for him to kind of partner with another company in, in order to kind of like open a new franchise in a new, you know, in a new market. And by the way, Vegas is a tried, tested, and true market. I'm sorry. The Vegas Golden Knights are have yeah. flourished since they came to the league. I went to a Vegas, uh, a Las Vegas Raiders game last year. It was unbelievable. And the, and the bottom line is it's not even necessarily because it's all like, you know, the Raiders fans are these, like a lot of the fans are from other stadium or from other teams coming and wanting to go to the stadium because Vegas is a destination. People want to go there. People want to be here. People, you know, you could come here for a weekend, watch a, watch a basketball game, go gamble, go, go to a couple shows, go to some good restaurants and have an absolutely unbelievable weekend. Yeah. It's an alluring opportunity. I think Vegas in the next five years will have a basketball team. And I wouldn't be shocked if they had a baseball team as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, I don't yeah, I completely agree with that. LeBron James will probably be the man to do it, get the ball rolling probably whenever he retires. He'll, get he'll be an obnoxious owner, by the way, an obnoxious owner. What, like young Mark Cuban obnoxious or? Yeah, I think he'll be like one of those guys who's on the sideline, like dabbing up the players, <laughs> like fucking doing like the, the whole like cinematic fucking overreaction when there's a big dunk, like <laughs> wanting everybody to see him like, you know what I mean? Like obnoxious yeah. LeBron James, yeah. like. The bottom line is like, whether you love him or hate him, LeBron James has been fucking great for basketball and he is one of the best to ever do it. But a lot of people don't like him and I get it. I understand it. Like aside from Teddy who worships the ground that the man walks on, um, there's a lot of people who he just gets under the skin. He he gets political. He, and you know what? And, And for whatever reason, like that's either for you or not, but I get it. I understand it, but I just see him, as an owner, I could see him just being so obnoxious, like, like the kind of guy you just like, Oh my God. And he's young too. So it would be for like 15, 20, it'd be like the Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't fucking... be a couple years. And then he's done. No, he would be he like, I find him to be an insufferable human being. I don't like. <laughs> Please elaborate. Why do you say I don't so like tick? a thing he does ever. I mean, I had kind of always felt that way, but then when they were in the bubble and he was reading the Malcolm X book and he was on page two and then they came back a few days later and he was still reading the book and he was still he was on, on page, page four. <laughs> I just think he's a fraud. I think he's a fake. I think he's just, sometimes he weighs in on politics and then doesn't talk about the China stuff. I think he's a problematic person. Love him as a basketball player. When he's on oh, the court. Oh, as a basketball player, he's a great player. I love him, but I think he's an insufferable human being. Um, all right, well, we got to get you out of here soon. We've got 10 minutes left. Let's dedicate that time to the Rangers, the Lightning, and whoever's oh. going to face Colorado. We're all tied up at two. The game actually just started. I got it in the background here. Is Who starting? do you like? Who do you like? Uh, I think the Lightning are going to win the series. Um, oh. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers are good. Shesterkin is a great goalie. Lightning, they just they don't fold. Here's the problem. The, the the Rangers had them in a position where they had their foot on their neck. Mm-hmm. They were up, what was it, 2 nothing, 2 nothing in game three, which would have put them, if they just hold on, it would have put them at three games to nothing, which is virtually, I mean, it happens. It's happened like three times, four times in the NHL history where a team has come back from down three, nothing to win four to three. Um, I just think that I, they had them in a position where they could have ended it and they let them come back and win that game. And then Tampa Bay won in pretty convincing fashion last game. I just think now Tampa Bay has life and it's scary and they know what it takes to win. This is a team that, if they lose a game, they don't lose back-to-back games almost ever. So I don't, I don't know. I just, if I, you know, if I was, if I were to pick a team, I'd take the lightning. I still think the avalanche are going to win the Stanley cup though. I do too. Yeah. The, the lightning are a team, man. If you take your finger off the trigger and show them mercy, you may never have the opportunity again yeah. to take them out. And I think that's exactly what the Rangers did. What's so surprising about the Lightning to me is this is their third straight year of playing into June now. I mean, no one's no one's played as many games as the Lightning have in the last three years, yeah. and their legs are still going strong. And the the Rangers rested on their laurels, and hopefully, all we can hope. I mean, I, I don't like the Rangers or the, I don't like the Lightning at all. So all I can hope 
is they wear the lightning down as much as they can, and Colorado absolutely takes it to them in the Stanley Cup. I can't watch them hoist the Stanley Cup again. What a just, shame. Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup in 20, 21 years, is it now? No, since 90, <clears> since, <throat> no, more. Didn't since Edmonton 90, win in 2004? No. 90, the Montreal Canadiens in, I want to say, 91 or 92 were the last team to win the Stanley Cup. So you're looking at almost 30 years, Tick. The the great country of Canada who originated where hockey was originated and invented and brought up, and we pride ourselves so much on our hockey. 30 years we have not won a Stanley Cup. And Tampa Bay, Florida is on the verge of potentially winning a three-peat. What a goddamn disaster. Where I bet you, I wonder what... Uh, and, and not to say that I don't like the lightning because Kalorn is a friend of the pod and I like those guys. Sure. And like, I wish them nothing but the best, but like the bottom line is how many people in Tampa Bay, Florida, do you think give a fuck about the Tampa Bay lightning? I have some family who lives down in Tampa and they said they go nuts for him. They okay. said they go nuts for him. All right. They that's, go nuts for him. That's definitely not the majority, but <laughs> <laughs> these old retired, by the way, well, before we finish, I just want to say something. I was in Jupiter, Florida. I do not like Florida. I'm going to put it out there right now. Florida is not for cutsy. It is humid. It's hot. It's un- It's not exciting. And we were there. It was like an old folks retirement community. And Bob refuses to accept it. I'm like, Bob, you're living. Like we went for dinner one night at five o'clock. This old couple next to us start talking to them. They're like it was five, not even five thirty. Sorry, it was six o'clock. We got there at like 6.05 for dinner, which is not exactly like a late reservation. The table next to us, it was like something out of a Seinfeld episode. This old lady, she goes, if you had been here half an hour ago, you would have gotten 25% or 50% off of each of your entrees. They have a non-disclosed uh, uh, say or uh, deal on where if you eat before six o'clock, you get a discount. And Robbie's sitting there like, we don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to come here at five o'clock for the early bird special. It's just not for, I, I could never live there, Tick. I'm sorry. There's bugs fucking. We were on the course. There was like iguanas <clears throat> that look like they're out of the fucking prehistoric age, like these ginormous thing, gators. And I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, my cousin just visited me from uh, Miami, and that's one of the only places in all of America I've ne- I've had zero desire to go to. And she just solidified it. She came and she was telling me, he's like, yeah, we can wake up sometimes and there's an alligator in, in our backyard and oh, there's snakes Lord. all over. Yeah, the it's outrageous. And but spiders that can fucking kill oh, you. Oh. I was getting geez. bitten alive by like gnats or some kind of yeah. bugs. Probably yeah, mosquitoes. It wasn't mosquitoes. They're different. Mm. They're like these little fucking pesky little bugs. Sorry, Florida's not for me. Never has been, never will be. Yeah, it's it's like there's more shit that can kill you in Florida than there is in the Amazon fucking jungle, dude. There's It's an insane amount of shit. And all those videos on Instagram of people playing golf and like a fucking gator running across, that's all from Florida, man. Yeah. That's all from Florida. And not to mention, you got to be a goddamn millionaire to have any fun in Miami. It's fucking impossible. Oh. It's ridiculous. Well, a millionaire or a fucking drug lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Drug lord, too. Probably a millionaire if you're a drug lord. <laughs> yeah, that actually that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If you're a drug lord, you're more than a millionaire. Yeah, you're, you're, a, you're like LeBron. You're a brand spanking new billionaire. 
All right, man. It's been another great episode. It's always good catching up. I know you got the dinner to get to. You're still having fun in Vegas, man. Live it up. Have a safe flight back home. It's always fun doing this thing with you. All right, everybody. That is the sportsman. He is Joey Coldcuts, and I am the big ticket, and we will see you next week, folks. See you, Tick. Thank you.